Hey y'all, welcome back to the Tribe Podcast. Today I have my friend Serena Murphy here and it's going to be a blast. The topic is raising men of God, but before we get too far into that, let me just give you a little bit of context. Serena is the wife of Ken Murphy, who is the senior pastor at our church. She's also a mom to three adult sons. And over the last 15 years, I have had the privilege of not only watching Serena raise her boys, but I've also been an observer of her greatness and what it looks like to be a mom and a wife that loves the Lord. There have been so many seasons where I have trusted Serena and she has encouraged and pointed me back to Jesus. She's really one of those people who has gone before me and is reaching back. And y'all, let me tell you that that ripple effect is so real. One of the sweetest things about Serena is that she is a prayer warrior. And I know that without a shadow of a doubt that if I reach out to her and ask her for prayers, she is hitting her knees. It's just her character and her obedience and walking within the life that God has entrusted to her. So without further ado, Serena, welcome to the show. I am so grateful to be spending this time together with you and just encouraging our listeners. Thank you for having me. Okay, so today we're talking about what it looks like to raise men of God, but I know that there are a lot of you listening that feel like you're just overwhelmed with the circumstances that you find yourself in. And to be honest, you're just finding parenting really hard right now. So Serena, for the parents that are in the trenches, whether it's sleepless nights, sickness, running around after small children, or like me navigating the world of having a teenager, what advice or encouragement would you give them? Oh, wow. Um, well, I I'm glad you said men, men yet, uh, raising young men, because uh, I don't, uh, we didn't have girls. And we were just talking to um, some of our boys, just, or one, our, two of our boys yesterday, and then one wife was there and one girlfriend. And so we were asking the girls, like, is, is it different, you know, raising girls? So we were asking, I, I'm sure it is. I don't really know. But right. um, so with little kids, um, well, first of all, I, parenting, you need to keep in mind that parenting is the most important job in the entire world in my mm. opinion um there you have no greater influence um on um, in your on your child in the early years so the early years are so important but parenting has always been difficult and i also think that parenting is more difficult today than it's ever been before yeah. for many many reasons um i feel like we look back I, my youngest is 19 i look back and i'm like we we kind of raised our kids in the good old days. I mean, my parents say, well, we raised our kids in the good old days. And, you know, but I mean, it's like, it's been some generations since our kids were little. And I know things have really changed. Um, there's a few things. I mean, I guess I would say is when your kids are little and they're still at home, um, getting God's uh, truth into their hearts mm. and talk about it. I know in, uh, in Deuteronomy, uh, it says, Oh Lord, our God, the God, our God is one that love the Lord, your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are the ones uh, to be on your heart. Suppress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, mm -hmm. when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Deuteronomy six, four through nine. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just, God is, uh, you, we would talk about God all the time in yeah. your relationship with God. Um, it just becomes a normal part of your, uh, you know what I mean? Your DNA, your family's DNA over breakfast, driving to school before bed. Um, God 
isn't just a part of your life. He is your life. Mm. And that's what you're trying to, I mean, um, I guess model, you know, for your kids. Um, children, I had read this quote, children don't imitate what you tell them. They mirror what they observe. Oh. So <laughs> I, I do think that if we're not serious, like really serious about our faith and kids, kids know the difference. If we're not serious about our uh, faith, then why do we expect our kids to be so true? kind of, I mean, just to be an example, um, real quick, I did ask my 19 year old, uh, what he would say we did well or uh. what we did right when, when, uh, when they were younger. And he said, um, well, he went running right to middle school because those were probably the toughest year which that's another whole subject middle school mm. and boys just though there's a it's just an interesting time always and sometimes you can get through middle school pretty easy but they boys i think it's a hormonal thing that they can become mean to their mom sometimes yes <laughs> i mean you, you raise this little boy that's you know you're all with you all the time and he thinks mommy's the greatest and then middle school just some things come out some words and some how they treat you and you're just like where did that come from <laughs> but I, th- I feel like if you can keep that relationship, but yet maintain being a parent during that time, I mean, that's so important. Um, but anyway, he said, between middle school and high school, you better have a healthy fear of your parents. Amen. <laughs> so I think it's just in love and truth and in grace, but a healthy fear. Um, he said, if you have curfew, they mean it, and it's not, um, it's not one second over. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he said to be passionate about what they love, uh, what they love. Uh, be passionate and love what they love. And then he did say prioritize God and relationship with God and the church uh, above everything else. If you spend the night at someone's house, expect to be picked up in, uh, in time for church and just don't. That's just not what we do. But mm-hmm. uh, why wouldn't we? Because it's who God is. Oh I mean, my my, a few times we would get with our kids on the way to ch- like, why are uh, just twice? I can remember the of all of them. Oh. Uh, we have to go to church or something like that. I'm like, why wouldn't we go to church? Yeah. But it was interesting when the younger ones start serving. I feel like the the earlier you get them into serving, uh, the more it becomes uh, part of their. Uh, they, they, that's where they start to love the church and, yeah. and love the people of God and, um, you know, understand the whole everything. So mm. modeling it. That's it. Be, if you're not going to be passionate about God, I just don't understand why they would, mm-hmm. why they would want to. It's so true. Yeah. Well, and we're seeing that now with Noah, and it's something that you and I have talked about before. It's like, you know, Jackson was the first, right? So, like, he set that example. So you make all your mistakes when you first one. <laughs> Sorry, Noah. Sorry, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> but really, and then they kind of lay that foundation then for the younger brothers, younger uh-huh. siblings to grow up. And, like, we literally leave places early and come home to attend church on Sunday. So if we're going to have a long weekend, you know, because yep. the kids don't have school – and we're at the lake house, we come home yep. and we're home on Saturday so that we are serving and we're attending church on Sunday. Yep. That's I mean, our normal. And you just say that out loud and you actually also not just say it, you do it. Yeah. And you make it just a part of life and we're all in this together. And this is so awesome. It's so true. And yeah, it's, I agree. it's whatever you model. It yeah. really and truly is. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. And I mean, it's a good reminder. Like, what we do and what we say. What does Ken say? Far more is taught, uh, caught than taught. Yes. Yeah. That's it. You know, our kids are watching us. And especially when they're younger, they're like little sponges. They're just soaking up every little thing. And 
it's like, okay, we, this is what we're going to do because this is who we are and this is what we believe, right? Yep. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yep. So, and I think explaining why too. And I know like this past weekend, we talked about boundaries and stuff like that. I've said to my kids before, as they got older, I got, there's bound, God has boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, I speak from experience. I promise you that when you do live within them, life goes so much better. Mm-hmm. It just does. Trust me, trust God on it. Yeah. And I think that that you know they 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 can see that and yeah. they yeah That's they just so have to tr- yeah trust trust in that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, talk a little bit about how you prioritized your own faith. So in the midst of raising boys and for anyone listening that has children, especially boys, this is no easy task. So like what did that look like for you? How did you prioritize your own faith? I don't really remember, but <laughs> But what I do remember now, I I was always like in a, a women's small group, yeah, um, with different ages, different uh, different you know groups, um, probably like more with people my age, and we just did life together. Mm. So, but had I, pro- I mean, sometimes I remember I went through a season where I got up at five a.m. You know, and I'd exercise and I'd read my Bible and I do all that, and then you know that got. I, that didn't last forever. <laughs> and then um, I would catch five minutes here, five, ten minutes there, mm-hmm. uh, five minutes here. But I al- always had a group of fa- families, actually, but or and the uh, moms that we all, we just did life together. Yeah. So that was, you know, the, uh, I'd be able to bounce things off them. I mean, mm-hmm. just, it's just part of our, faith was, faith was our life. It wasn't uh, something I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like you just showed up at church on Sunday. It yeah. It was just, like, literally woven through your DNA. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I tr- I've tried. I'm not – I believe me, we have not been perfect, and we have not read perfect children. I do know that. <laughs> I do know that. I promise you. Literally. <laughs> yeah. None of us have. Like, that is just completely so, unrealistic. Yes. <laughs> that's good though and guys I, for everyone listening she has raised some wonderful young men like one of them happens to be married to one of my best friends so I'm getting to see in real time what it looks like to have a mom who not only planted the seeds but then chose to water and nurture them and when we talk about planting seeds when our kids are young I want to he- I want you guys to hear from Serena like what are some of the things that were important to you and Ken in this process so like you were planting seeds and then of course you went through like a season where you watered and you nurtured but kind of what did that look like in the Murphy house Oh gosh what did that look like in the Murphy house um we talked about everything. I mean, we really, I feel like the, we go back to the Deuteronomy where it says, you know, talk about everything. But we, we like talked about everything <laughs> uh, at the dinner table. Yeah. We would sit down and have dinner. And I don't know if that was in good old days or not, because I don't know if people do that again still today. But um, we, we talk, literally talked about everything. Mm. And what, you know, what, what, how, how, what, what, what we should do, how a Christian would act, what, why we act, you know, mm-hmm. highs and lows of our day. Um, blessings of the day. Mm. Uh, anytime like we'd be able to like go on vacation and be like, isn't God good yeah. that we were able to do this? You know, uh, when they didn't do well, on a, like played a game and they didn't do well or they lost a game or didn't do well on whatever. I mean, just God is still there. That's right. He's going to use this. Mm-hmm. You're going to be okay. And we're here with you the whole time, you know, along, along the whole path. So it's going to be okay. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's what we did. Uh, I felt like if I looked back, we did this okay, but I was just thinking, um, we always talk about there's helping them build their identity. Mm-hmm. And I think 
it's just so hard of that uh, letting go a little bit at a time, you know, at different stages of, of parenting. Um, I think that kids, we have to let them learn risk, yeah. what it means to risk, and then talk about it. This is what risk means. Okay, you're going to risk doing this. This is what you could lose. This is what you could gain. And this is how, you you know, we're going to handle it either way. And just mm. kind of talking. Um not to be rescued so quickly, and that's really hard. Oh, it's so oh, hard. My word, that's as hard. a mom. Ugh. I mean, how can young I help you? <laughs> and when they get older, yeah. I mean, to live with the consequences. You know, yeah. that's that. That trust me, there are boundaries, and when you cross them, there are consequences. So yeah. you know, I think that was that healthy fear of your parenting, which my nineteen-year-old said earlier. It's like, I know there's going to be consequences, but yeah. Um, and uh, we, I guess, another thing. Always during every age, we always they have to have strong role models, not just in us, but in others too. Yes, and uh, you know we had strong role models for them to look to in our group, our friend groups, mm-hmm. and then um, also in the church. I mean, like uh, children's pastors or youth pastors or even small group leaders um, that some of my my boys had in high school were. I mean, amazing, yeah, amazing. Because we know that they were saying the same thing we were saying. So, but powerful. maybe, yeah. So, well, anyway. and we're living that in real time now. Okay, yeah. so yeah. her son, her oldest son, Jackson, is a pastor at our church, and he is one of the role models that is pouring into our oldest son, Noah, and just encouraging him. And so, I mean, there are many. There's Cameron and Justin, and a lot of people that attend Cypress that Noah can look up to and can talk to and reach out to but it's that knowing at the core that the belief system is the same Mm -hmm. so i had i don't have any fear i'm like okay you don't believe that we think this text pastor jackson yep you know or you know ask somebody when you get to church we did that several times that that, uh, one of ours was gonna call reach out and maybe have you know ask him to milkshake or something like that and we'd be like this is what we talked about and this great they got it and they never knew so now they know yeah they're listening but they probably aren't so anyway um that's so good i we call it the law of exposure i don't know if uh i was thinking we expose them to the joy of knowing the lord because it's not it's fun you can still have fun i mean we have families we die laughing with (laughs) over dumb stupid things and play dumb (laughs) stupid games and it's so much fun and their friends would want to come be a part of it yeah you know it's not yeah, you can still have fun That's and you right. don't have to sacrifice, you know what I mean? Anything. Yep. And so we really tried to, I mean, model that for them. Um, we made talking about God, like I said, the most normal thing, even in front of their friends. I mean, their friends, hey, come to church with us. Just come to church with us. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we will. Just because it was it was fun. We couldn't yeah. have pizza afterwards, you know? Yep. We're going to do this. We're going to come back and watch a movie afterwards or whatever. Um, so we tried to do that and then... Also, uh, tried to just model truth and grace. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when they did run into something um, where they, there was a consequence or whatever, that um, we tried to make them so that they would feel comfortable coming to us and saying, I screwed up. Yeah. I really messed up, and I'm so sorry, and I know I did. Um, the, uh, when the prodigal son I had left home, uh, he his father didn't go running after him mm. you know he just waited for him to come home mm. and i always think about that i mean we would probably uh send him text a 10 million text messages and call him and and go after him and make it easy for him when they left home or you know, whatever but he just waited for him to come yeah. home wow and when he came home i mean he loved it. and so it's like when our our kids have gotten in trouble like i said mm-hmm. and made bad decisions and 
ninety-five percent of the time, we found out from them first, yeah. which that is so good too. So I think, powerful. and we would tell them that we want to know. We don't want to find out from anybody else. Yeah, we don't want to. You know, you tell us first. So then they have, mm. and so you have to. You know, there's still consequences, but I think it's just that whole truth. And that that also shows them. God's grace. That's so true. I mean, I that that might be the num- one of the main things mm-hmm. as a parent when they they know that that truth and grace and love that there's consequences with the parent. That that's the way it is with God too. Yeah. So, so I think true. that just we model it that way. We show it to them. We demonstrate it to them. Mm. Um, so that's good. Yeah. Well, I think in one, I think it was Ken that said one time at church that. We have to create or cultivate an environment where it's safe for our kids to fail within the context of the home, mm-hmm. right? So, like, before we send them out and we just hope for the best or, you know, like, yep. the worldly mentality of, like, we're sending you good vibes. It's like we have them for such a short period of time. We have to allow them. We have to create an environment to allow them to fail yep. while it's still safe here, yep. right? Yep. It is. When they go out, though, I'm telling you, when it it's that transition when they get out there. There's... You still can control what's being, what they're being exposed to in the house. Yeah. I mean, what media they're being exposed to, what people they're being exposed to, what people are saying. Mm. When they go out, I mean, they're exposed to everything. And mm. they have a choice to look, watch, get hooked on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're going to hear it. And it's just talking and talking and talking about scenarios about, you're going to, you know, you're going to run into this. Yep. I'm just telling you. And it <laughs> is it it's gonna it's gonna be you might think it's crazy i mean this is what you're gonna run into and this is what just talk about everything and what it leads to but um but you can still be a leader and a light in this world Mm -hmm. when and you don't have to go down those paths you don't have to do that you know you can still have fun you can still you know yeah that's so, so true. Yeah. Well, just cultivating that environment. Yep. You know, yep. like we have to plant the seeds of Jesus. Like yep. anytime our identity is rooted in anything of this world or our feelings, chaos ensues. Yep. And I don't really know any other way to say it, but what I'm learning that is the absence of God means the presence of chaos. So if we're not having the hard conversations, if we're not sitting around the dinner table and talking about everything, yep. like yep. it just leaves the door open to a lot of for us, and I know the same was for you when your kids were in the house, like just things that we just are not comfortable with our kids being exposed to. So talk a little bit about, oh, were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say one more thing. Uh, <laughs> I think too with, uh, when they do leave the house and I think this happens a lot of in high school. I mean, no, there was no option. I mean, we went to church, yeah. you know, but they wanted to go to church because I think they felt needed because they started serving. Yeah. And so they would go to worship, serve, and then go to student ministries. And so they felt needed. They had a connection. Even if that were like, oh, those aren't my best friends. They still, it, there was still a connection there. Yeah. But I think that, I mean, I just say it to them because it's the truth, but also you can model it for them and everything. But like, go get involved in a church yeah. when you go to college. Yes. Go get, this, that's what the God, the church, that's what the family of God is all about. Mm-hmm. So you you have to do that. Yeah. Just like we did that. You're going to have to do that for yourself and for your family. You're going to be a spiritual leader someday. And take them into the church. I mean, yeah. nobody, nobody in the church is perfect either. Mm-hmm. So you're going to run into... But you find your purpose. And you're leading people to Christ. Yeah. I mean, there is no greater purpose than that. No matter what they decide to do is their vocation. Yeah. So just teaching them that. You know, being... Um, that's where they find their community. Yeah. They have to. That's so true. Yeah. Because sometimes they... 
we took him to church and made him go to church. And so that was their community. And yeah, they liked it and they had fun, but now it's like, now I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm going to go do my, yeah. But I think if they, they find that community in a small group that. Yeah. Uh, getting plugged in. Yeah. Like once mom yep. and dad aren't there anymore. And they saying. see, they see, mm-hmm. they see the advantages and that you just have to do that. So true. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree 100%. And, you know, Noah's thinking about going to the same school as Peyton, which, you know, is an airplane right away. And my heart is processing that. But just knowing that there are other people, you know, from the church that love the Lord, that have gone before him, that, you know, could potentially be there at the same time as him. I'm like, okay, if this is what we're going to do. It was interesting because uh, Peyton is at at a large school. They have like 25,000 on campus, which is large. So it's, you know... And it is a Christian school, but there's, I mean, there's 20, when you get 25,000 people together, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, there was a girl going from our church too, to that school. And I asked him, he goes, I don't, I haven't seen her or whatever. He goes, but tell her <laughs> <laughs> she has to jump in and find a good group right away oh. because it's so like people are get there and they kind of get their, their groups and their clicks and stuff like that. But like get involved he said actually get involved in everything yeah. find out which group is and then find your group mm. you know what i mean that's yeah. gonna yeah so, so that's good advice and i was like yeah well, that's good advice that's like great I said, advice all my kids from... have not been perfect but <laughs> that was it yeah from yeah. a 19 year old boy or yeah man you know yes. like that is his advice it's like wow that's so powerful yeah okay so in the current season that you and ken are in like Two of your sons are married and living on their own, and one spends the majority of his time at college. What would you say to the parents with adult children? Like, what advice would you give or thoughts do you have about navigating that season of having adult sons and daughters-in-law? Well, I think that adult, when you say adult children, um, I'm assuming, like, my two older ones and yeah. my and my daughter-in-laws, they all have their own homes mm-hmm. and they live on their own and they pay their own bills <laughs> and they have their own car. They do I, they're on their own. Mm-hmm. So we're just great friends with them. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. and I don't give advice unless they ask for it. Yeah. Honestly, I just, uh, they're, they can make whatever decisions they want. Now I know that the stakes are higher and I'm, I pray that they always make the right decision, but if they decide to do buy something that I don't think they should, that's okay. Mm-hmm. They can buy it. I mean, I, I don't even need to say anything because yeah. I did, I might've bought, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure my, parents and kids parents thought that but they just stayed out of it yeah now if they came to us for like advice we'll give it to them Mm -hmm. and but not in the right way I feel like so so if they're still they're on their own I think financially in every other way you're friends with them I mean if you can get to the point where you are actually friends with them you have fun together I mean go to dinner together do fun things together that's awesome yeah um and celebrate you're their biggest cheerleader. That's all you are. You're your prayer, praying for them every day, and you're the biggest cheerleader for them. Mm. And but a, the other side of adult, if you become an adult when you're 18, well, I have a 19 year old, and he's not on his own financially. Mm-hmm. So I have a say. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I just do. I I still, you know, what I mean, yeah. helping pay some school and car and all that kind of stuff. He has a job. He works hard, but um, I have a say in a lot of things. Yeah. And he when he comes home to stay at my house, he's staying in my our house. It's our rules, so there's a curfew. Mm-hmm. And you just you don't come and go as you want, you know. You you help your family member, you pick up, you pick up after yourselves, you load the dishwasher without being asked. You just, you know, I mean, become a part of the the family again. So, so good. I, yeah. And I I know it's hard. I mean, 
both of our, well, our one, one kids had moved back in during COVID because they were between graduate school and all that kind of stuff. So they needed to move back in for a while. And that's different. I mean, they were, they're still on their own. I mean, mm-hmm. we did let them move back in and there wasn't any issues, but I guess if I had a 19 or 20 year old that was living at home, going to school locally or whatever, I, I mean, it's still our, it's our home. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so so true. Yeah. That's good though. Yeah. Well, and you are in like two different situations, right? Like you still have Peyton, yes. right? And yes. he's at college and he comes home. Yes. And then with the other ones, it's like your friends and yes. you're going on bike rides and you're spending time together and yep. you're just enjoying each other. Yep. And I think that's why they say not to be friends with your kids when you're yep. raising them. Yep. Because I think when you do that, then it kind of takes away the opportunity to be, be friends with them when they're adults. Excellent. Yep. Yeah. Totally so agree. I just think that's so powerful. And honestly, as a mom with three sons myself, I've been praying for my boys' wives for a long time. And I know that God will equip me with what I need in that season, but man, it seems unimaginable with them being the ages that they are now. And trust me, I know I'm going to blink and it's going to be here, Yeah, <laughs> but praise God that I have people that have gone before me. I have you and, you know, Kathy George and just some of the women that have really taken me under their wing and are going to be there for me to learn from. Like I'm already taking notes from you. I'm soaking up every <laughs> second of this, you know, conversation. And when you talk about love and you talk about grace and all the things that like just make you, you, it's like a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like the old friend in all of my groups right now, you know, being 37. With yeah. older kids, and so I can already they see how you. God, yes, yeah. He is already orchestrating that, and, and it comes so, that comes so fast. You're like, oh my gosh, they're the ones looking at me. Oh, I know. <laughs> I feel like I'm still like, you know, I'm like, what do you mean? I'm 29. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. It comes so fast. Yeah, it really does. It does. And sometimes I feel like I can only like give parents with little kids so much advice, even though I've been there, because I'm just not walking it right I now. Know. And like you and said earlier, change. you forget. And yeah. things have changed. So true. The but, world is yeah, different. I mean, yeah. So much, it's what they're exposed to, I yeah. feel like. 100%. And yes. what you start, yeah, modeling for them and, and yeah. exposing them to. Oh, I know. That's why you got to have friends. I mean, when I would send them over to like, uh, we trade kids or whatever for a half a day in the summer or whatever. Yeah. And one would, so we could all run, you know, the other moms could run errands or whatever. Like I knew that they weren't going to be playing it music that maybe I didn't want them to, or there wouldn't be something on TV or, mm-hmm. you know, um, or words being said or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, yeah, I just you knew just it was knew. the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I mentioned this earlier and not everyone listening really knows this, but one of my closest friends that I do a lot of life with is your son Jackson's wife, Olivia. Uh-huh. And her and I literally just talked about this when we were on our long drive home. Um, The cool thing is that God has made it abundantly clear that he brought Olivia and me together for a reason. Just the amount of memories and life that we do and we're living together is nothing short of the favor of God and knowing what we both needed, when we needed it. But here's the cool part, and I don't want the listeners to miss this. Doing life in close proximity to Olivia means that I get to hear of Serena's greatness as a mother-in-law. So... First, I observed your love and, let's see, your grace and just all of the things that make you you, like, as a mother. And then now I get to hear this cool new side of, like, this is who you are as a mother-in-law and just the way that you guys do life together and the way that you love and you pour into her life. <laughs> I was like, how am I going to say this without crying, first oh, of all? I'm laughing because I, th- I think they, they think I'm crazy half the time, things oh. I say. <laughs> Okay, 
right. Well, we're all a little <laughs> crazy. You. But that's the cool thing about having a tribe is I get to watch and learn from the way that you love your daughter-in-law. And then that's going to serve me in the future with my own kids. And that is, guys, don't miss this. That is exactly why God created us to crave relationships. It's so that we can observe and then we can apply what we've learned. And I just get so excited when I start, like, connecting the dots. Nick is not a dot connector. He's yeah. just like, okay, cool. You're friends with so-and-so. But I'm like, no, listen. This is how God has wired us, like, to have a tribe and to get connected. So, speaking of tribes, and you've talked about this a little bit, but what role would you say your tribe played in the challenging season of raising your boys? I mean, everything. Yeah. I mean, my tribe is the church, the big tribe, and then our smaller group friends. I mean, friends that we'd live with and everything. Mm. We still, but it was just so neat because it was part of our life. Like, so that was our, that was our home base. And we would talk about that. Like this, this will always be your home base and you're going to have to build that in your own life someday when you have your own family. Mm. Like it's it's that solid foundation that I promise you, you'll need to raise a family. You need you need and your family's going to need. I mean, it's mm. the churches, and you're going to have to have that. But it, it's this. We would still go. I mean, you could still. They still go to second. They still go to public high schools, and yeah. yours do too, and mine did too. And they still have coaches. But it's being the light. You're just mm. a little that that kid. That kid is a little different, and mm. I don't know what it is. Uh, they're nice to everybody. They yeah. encourage everybody else. They um, obey. They, they they show up on time. They mm-hmm. go out of their way to help clean. You know what I mean? Clean. Hey, coach, what can I do for? I mean, it's just that kind of stuff. It's teaching yeah. them that, and so that you're a light. You say, well, it's God makes all the difference. You know, mm-hmm. in my world, so or my life. So, but the, yes, the tribe mm-hmm. beyond words, I cannot tell you. And even if you could just find, I've told women a lot of times, and if. You find a really good friend that has kids your age and the guys don't get along as well. That's okay. Still do a lot of stuff together because guys, a lot of them find their community through, they'll maybe go join a a sports team or they'll, they have work or they have this or, you know what I mean? That, or maybe they have their own men's group, hopefully. But if you could do life with that and have fun, if you can find a Christian, same values as you, another family, and you can also have fun together. Holy cow. I mean, that's like the biggest blessing in the world. You know, yeah. and your kids love it too. So we do have a family like that. And it's so neat because our kids still, we all get together and they're mm. most either married or, you know what I mean? They're like all adults now, yeah. but they still all hug each other and they love, they love each other's spouses. You know oh. what I mean too? So it's just like, it's just neat. It's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is everything. Like you yeah. said, like I, yeah, it just, yeah. It makes I, a difference. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I cannot even tell you. Can I even tell you? Yes. <laughs> it's so powerful because we need friends that are willing to go yes. deep and get, you know, dirty in the valleys with us. And yep. friends that, especially as women and moms, like that we can call and we can cry with and we can share our feelings. But here's the key. These friends that love the Lord, they don't let us stay there. Yeah. They point us back to Jesus, yeah. right? We're yeah. not all just sitting in our feelings and, you know, reacting and doing things based on how we feel in the moment it's finding yeah. like-minded friends that are running towards heaven alongside us and well i mean they are all, all people too that's i mean it. it's not i nobody's perfect yep and uh jesus is our firm foundation yeah that will, will never change so i mean we always have to run back to him 100%. you know you can have the relationships and i think they're blessings of god mm-hmm. and you put yourself in the right environments and put your kids in the right environments mm-hmm. and be exposed to the right things but 
um, it helps build that foundation, but the, the foundation is God. Yeah. Yeah. So true. I love that. Okay. Last question. You talked about this a little bit earlier, but what would you say about the power of your kids' friends? So like mm. their tribes when they were living under your roof. When they were living. Oh, but it's so much easier when they're little, little. Cause you can like pick their play dates. <laughs> yes. And who comes in, you know? And uh, then when it gets older, it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And every situation is different. So it's yeah. like, I can't, but, um, be involved in their life. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I think Peyton said, uh, love what they love. So mm-hmm. if they love sports, if they love band, I mean, get involved, know who's on the team, know the other parents, know the coach, you know, do what to serve. I mean, yeah. um, and then build relationships with those people. Yeah. I, yeah. It, that's hard. I mean, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I, we would always have kids over to our house. Yep. I mean, for the most part, we, we didn't do a lot of spend nights outside, uh, of other people's houses. Yeah. We just didn't. Um, most a few times we get arguments about that, but a lot of times it was like, okay, or have them come over. Okay. And then they would have, they can come over to our house, but then there's rules that, and then they get older and then you have to set more rules that you don't even think about. Like you don't leave the house after midnight or, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Um, so, but friend groups are, are important. Uh, home base, home base, home base was always back to church and there was a foundation there where, Uh, your student past, you know, your youth pastors and your small group leaders were, I'm telling you, you'll, you'll, you'll want to run back to that always. Yeah. You always will. And they do. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. That's amazing. We only have, you know, Noah that's already serving within the church and all of that, but my, younger boys are watching that like that it's a non-negotiable Noah knows what time he wakes up on Sundays he gets up he gets a shower we grab a coffee and we're out the door but you're probably to the point he he loves it right loves it because he's needed yeah I mean it's that like he's found it like his it's his purpose yeah yeah and I'm telling you if you can help them find that in the church Mm -hmm. that's what they'll that's what they'll go back to because being the purpose of the church leading people to Christ is that they know that's nothing greater than that. I yeah. mean, they want to be a part of that. Well, I love you calling it a home base. Yeah. Like when I, when I think about what, you know, is Cypress to us and the people that we do life with in the context of the church and even outside of the church walls. I mean, I know we're the church. Exactly. But I, that, like your being small group a home is the base, church. that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And our kids are seeing that. Now Noah's in a small group and he's yep. getting on stage yep. and he's involved and he's serving and he's attending every Sunday night. And like, you just, I do not take those things for granted no. because those are seeds that were planted. And then, you know, now we're, they're being watered. I'm, and I'm telling you, God, yeah. I mean, God has those paths set out for us and we will follow them the blessing is there yeah. i mean there's rough spots along the way but if you get back on the path and yeah and we would talk about that and explain we we talked about that a lot like yeah. um finding your per, you know finding your purpose and when you serve the lord there, no matter what you do in life like there's no greater purpose in life than doing that when you when you finally find that you'll see and then yeah. when they do they're like oh, wow you know it like clicks yeah and then all of a sudden you're like wow we made it yeah like we did it okay yep. great yep. praise god yep. you know for getting us through yep. the valleys and every season of a child i mean of kids life it's talking to them yeah. when i get ready to grow away into college you know this is what you're gonna run into this week. but you can't 
there's going to be things too that, you know, every season's so different and every yeah. child's so different. Yes. So it's so hard to say this is the cookie cutter thing, but there are, there are several things you can do. I sure. truly believe. Foundational yeah. things that you can lay. Yeah. We're learning right now just how different each kid is. Yeah. I'm like, oh wow. We have a first grader, a fifth grader and a 10th grader. One's about to start driving. One is taking like adapted gifted classes because uh-huh. he's so bright at his yeah. elementary school. And the youngest one is probably going to be the leader of the free world one day because he is so strong-willed and just is like my let my yes be yes and my no be no and I'm yep. like you're seven and <laughs> what are yep. we doing here you know yep. but cultivating their little hearts and you know developing their characters and you know just doing all the things it's like okay what, what you got today for yep. us lord yep. you know yep it's powerful and we've always said I mean I love you and I will always always love you and mm. I am so proud of you mm. And I will always be proud of you, but I know that there's going to be times that you mess up. God forgives. There's, there's consequences and we mm-hmm. do too. And we're going to help you get back on the path mm. and we're going to be, we'll always be love you and we'll always be proud of you. Yeah. So, I mean, it, they will goof up, but yeah. make mistakes, but make mistakes. But I think it's when they come to you that yeah. I screwed up. I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you can't even have them coming to you if you haven't had a, created that environment. If you don't have that relationship. Yeah. That's and that's true. the same with God. Yeah. So powerful. I mean, then, then they'll see that that's exactly with God. If they don't have that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. So 1 Corinthians 15 says bad company corrupts good character. Yeah. I truly believe the opposite is true. You know, when we surround ourselves with friends with good character, it's contagious yep. and it's life-giving. It's the idea of iron sharpens iron. And I think it was Maurice Claret that said it. He said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I was just thinking of that. Yeah. Oh. Quote. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. And, I and can we've also... quoted that to our boys so many times. And my dad quoted something else to me. I remember growing up and I'd be like, whatever, yep. whatever. But yeah. But then you can point back. My older ones will probably admit that it's true. And my third one's probably getting close. So So close. Yes. And all of my kids are kind of like, my mom is old and she doesn't know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, great. Thank you for that. But I can look at these seasons in my life where I was far from the Lord. And I can, not that I'm blaming the friends that I was doing life with, but I can point to my friends and I can say, well, no wonder I was there in that season because I didn't have anybody pointing me back to Jesus. Uh It was just, okay, I was in a season and I was doing life with a group of people who weren't walking with the Lord. And so I see that and I'm like, okay, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah. 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 That's hard. I mean, kids that are yeah, that don't have the parents to mm-hmm. to bring them back or to model it for them. Or, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of kids that are, have a faith, they have faith, but a uh, relationship with God, but their parents don't. Yeah. And I just think, oh my goodness. But yeah. thank God that's why the church is there too. So Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes the children are the ones to get the parents to come to oh, church. Oh, totally. We hear 110%. those stories all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. 110%. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. Okay, so we have to help our kids cultivate their tribes. And sometimes it means redirecting them when they get off track. It means encouraging them. And when we see their friends bringing out the best in them, like we are cultivating those friendships. And we're having relationships then with the parents. And like Serena said earlier, it means living with boundaries and seeking out godly friends in our own lives and for our own tribes because our kids are watching us and they are absorbing, you know, if we allow something to happen, maybe it's a certain unhealthy pattern of behavior and it's repeatedly happening, our kids are watching that. And if we aren't, you know, strong enough in our faith to lay biblical boundaries and to have the hard conversations, they're going to grow up 
thinking that that's normal. Mm -hmm. And so my husband and I are working really hard on that right now. And it's not that it's easy and it's not that we're perfect and we're going to mess up a lot. But at the end of the day, that's what our kids are being exposed to. You know, there are so many verses of scripture that I could have chosen in this time with Serena today, but the one that really stuck out to me as I was preparing and praying for our message together is found in Hebrews. It's Hebrews 13 verse 7, and it says, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. And y'all, that is that's what Serena is living and that is who she is. She has chosen to live her life in a way that's having a ripple effect on the people around her. She is a leader and she's an encourager and she's full of grace and truth. And it doesn't mean she's perfect you know, none of us are the perfect parent, but she doesn't hesitate to be the light and that's what makes her special. So Serena, thank you for taking the time to sit with me and encourage our listeners. The impact that you have had on my own life and many, many people within the church and the community and the schools is incredible. So thank you for raising men of God so that I could see how prioritizing faith and planting seeds of truth plays out in real time. And you're such a joy and a light. I'm so grateful to call you my friend. Thank you for being here today. I just love you so much. Oh, thank you. I love you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Let's make heaven crowded. I'm praying for y'all and I'll see you next week.